Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes. Good evening to you. Welcome to The Sandful Show. And just a big shout out to the good folks at Host Plus. As you heard, Host Plus is an industry super fun for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. It is Sandful Finals time. We love this time of year. My name's Andrew Hayes and this is Jason Regan. Good evening to you, Jace. Good evening to you, Hazy. And this is my favourite time of year. We're uh, the last day of winter. Spring is upon us. It felt like springtime last Sunday out there at the Adelaide Oval. Magnificent mm. conditions for footy. And we're going to see more of that over the next month. Can't wait for it. Perfect. Perfect. This is when life starts to get good, isn't oh, yeah. it? As we head towards oh, yeah. Christmas and the pointy end. You've of the been rocking finals. the shorts for the last month just in <laughs> anticipation. <laughs> just trying to encourage the weather. Get it here nice and uh, warmer, just a little bit quicker. Could have worn shorts on Sunday, yeah, like you oh, mentioned, yeah. 22, but felt like sort of 23, 24. Gorgeous conditions at Adelaide Oval. So conditions this weekend as well. We're not expecting any rain. So if you can, get yourself down there. Um, do yourself a favour, take your phone down there, take some headphones, plug it in, download the SN app, listen to the commentary, watch it live. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does. And look, uh, I'm going to give a shameless plug here for Kane and Hazy tomorrow morning. If you want to go down to the Adelaide Oval, um, we have 10 tickets to give away tomorrow. Ooh. This is the first you're hearing about this uh, on Kane and Hazy tomorrow. Uh, five double passes. So all you have to do is ring up and abuse Kane like we had a couple of people do earlier on this morning. That was great, wasn't it? Enjoyable stuff. Check it out on the podcast. But uh, those who want to ring up and have a word with Kane about any of his comments, his volcano from yesterday about the Bombers boys having a say on their coach or anything else, if you want to go to the Sandful Finals this week, listen out to Kane and Hazy ring in, make a good comment on air, and we'll give you a double pass. Simple as that. That's good, isn't it? Critique him on anything, even his singing. I can be your hero, baby. Good, bad, get involved. Get some sample tickets. Sounds good. Um, All right, let's talk about the elimination and the qualifying final. We'll start with the Bays. They took on Sturt. Um, I tipped Sturt. They lost. Did you tip the Bays? I got on the Bays in the end. I've just... uh... The Glenelg is a team I have a feeling in my water about, Mm. and I don't know why. Um... They failed grand final day last year on the biggest stage. The Eagles got hold of them and tore their hearts out. Um, and I just sometimes when you have a loss like that at grand final day, it can take you a little while to recover from it. Just what I've seen from Glenelg in the last month, uh, they're robbing Peter to pay Paul a little bit still. Uh, we saw McBean go into the ruck, and obviously they'd much rather him come out of the goal square where possible. But Lockie Hosey's got a bit more space, and he's doing some nice things up there. I just think that they're heading in the right direction at the right time, Glenelg. So I did get on them. They saluted, but it wasn't overly convincing, was it? A feeling in my water. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've never heard that saying before. It's uh, it's uh, Jason original. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. When you bring in your original saying. Would you like to know where my water is? Oh, I'm, I'm no, not sure let's I not do. Go there. I'm not sure I do want to know where let's your water is. There. Um, yeah, the bays look red hot. Um, and look, we'll speak about it a little bit later on. But I think Sturt are definitely heading in the right direction. Marty Matner drives high standard, so he'd be disappointed with that result. But there's a lot to like about the Sturt Footy Club. The bays, I mean, it's just been such a a strange season in ways because they started so, so well. Nine and two, everything was looking so good. And then, got to be careful with the words that I use here, but they lost some players, some key players to the draft. Great to see Brett turning an opportunity. I hope he gets another contract with the Crows. They lost Sam Durden um, over to Carlton. And that really, really mixed things up. They were patchy to say the least from there. Uh, but that result on the weekend was one of the good ones. And I suppose for the Bays, it's been... Um, the message since the midpoint of the season can they be consistent? Yeah, look, it's been a, it has been a really strange year for Glenelg. Look, they won some games in that first eleven that they really shouldn't have. I remember that the Crows were six goal up at three quarter time, and I think the Bays ran over the top of them at Glenelg. So, look, there are times this year where Glenelg inside of games have just disappeared for patches. Um, but what I've liked about them in the last month is they've been consistent inside of games. So. Um, they get the tick from me for last week, and I think they might again this week too, which means Nord would go out in straight sets. We'll talk about their game in a moment, but that that is bizarre given that I'd tip them to win the flag um, all the way up to about a month ago. All right, we'll get your tips a little bit later on as mm. well. So I'll tell you what, this man knows how to tip a game of football. Ooh. Give you the hot tip Ooh. on his tips. Oh. Um, all right, next game, like you mentioned, was the Crows taking on the Red Legs. That was the qualifying final. Uh, once again, I tipped a team that didn't win. Red Legs stormed into the finals. Excellent back half of the season. But the Crows as well, I think the big question marks on the Crows was the people who were missing. I mean, we knew that James Rowe wasn't going to play. Uh, we knew that Matt Crouch wasn't going to play. But then straight away, you say, well, no Matt Crouch. That's 40 at least, or th- at least 35 disposals less in midfield because you can't stop Matt Crouch at this mm. level. Um, how's that going to go down? And they responded beautifully. This feels like a team, um, and I'll say this as well, which is probably what Sample fans aren't used to, maybe some of the other teams in previous years. This is a team that wants to win the Premiership. It's actually really great to see. It is. And, and I mean, we have to go back to last week just to talk about and explain how extraordinary a win this is. Because if you're the Adelaide Footy Club, what's the doomsday scenario for you? Um, and it is to lose a showdown at AFL and SANFL level on the same day in the same week, which is what they're coming off of. Um, you know, it was disappointing to go down in the SANFL for those boys when the minor premiership was up for grabs. Last kick, they had their opportunities to win. They couldn't do it. And then the AFL crew, obviously, uh, in the showdown, just they got blown to pieces. So... When you when you look at all that, you put it all together and then you go, and then they come back out and they put on a performance like they did against Norwood. There's some spirit in this group. Um, we don't often see that out of the, the AFL teams, Port Adelaide and Adelaide, that are coming back into the SNFL. There's a bit of, they're a bit disjointed because you've got top-up players and you've got AFL-listed players. But this is a group that seems to enjoy playing footy together. They played a lot of footy together. Um, and they seem to be on the same page, and they're very well coached in Mickey God. So they beat Port Adelaide last week. Let's say if they did that, then they finish as minor premiers. They get the week off, and they'll have their first week in the finals this week. They beat Port Adelaide last week. What does that mean? I mean, Port Adelaide's been battling all year. Um, you take a win whenever you can get it, but now it was maybe a little kick up the tail, and they respond with a game like that. 
yesterday, which straight away, I mean, you analyse footy each and every week. And the big talking point from that one was, oh, by the way, the Crows are absolutely the real deal. So it, it feels like maybe that little loss to Port could have been a little blessing in disguise. They were hungry. They were rabid dogs when the ball was there to be won. And we talked about um, Nord's hunger for the contest and the, the contested footy all season long and how good they've been in that area. The Crows beat them and beat them hands down. And it wasn't just their AFL stars that did it. It was uh, some of the, the guys like Isaiah McKenzie, uh, had some really nice passages of play. Smithson at times dived in. Guys that we're not familiar with that certainly aren't household names, they did the job for the Crows. So they're um, heading in the right direction. they got the uh, the big test this week against North Adelaide. They've beaten them twice already this year, the Crows. So who knows? Look, it, it does need to be said as well that they're top-up players. I mean, the, uh, I suppose some of the issues that's happened out of Port was the top-up players just – some of them just aren't up to the level. But some of the guys that are running around for the Crows, I mean, Chris Hall couldn't get a game on the weekend because of rules and, and everything like that. But then when you've got guys, which you mentioned, Issy McKenzie, who's just been so good. He's a very, very good player. He was very, very good at Centrals before he almost had an opportunity to, to join West Coast Eagles. Did his knee. He was going to get a spot on the SSP list. It was actually a bit of a heartbreaking story. But he's he's really very much up to this level. Uh, and the other one is Louis Sherrod. Oh, yeah. How well, he's really solid, is hardened player as well. He's yeah. built for this type of environment. He will drive really, really high standards um, finals time. So, look, the Crows look absolutely cherry ripe and it's such an even contest and the best team in the regular season hasn't even played yet. That's exactly right. Uh, North Adelaide, and they, you know, I'd have to tell Serge that they haven't beaten the Crows this year. He will know that. <laughs> but uh, don't pay too much attention to that. One of those games was in Moyala. Um, I, I think North Adelaide are the real deal. We, we both think that. Uh, we, I think everybody who's watched them play um, this uh, throughout the season knows how good North Adelaide are, particularly around the footy. And that's where the Crows are going to have to get on top again. But we'll talk more about our tips and how that could pan out later on in the program. But I'll tell you who will have some more information on how North Adelaide are going to play this week is their coach, Jacob Surgeon. We'll get him on the line in a tick hazy. All right, looking forward to speaking to Serge. Uh, don't forget as well, we are doing it uh, this afternoon for Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. This is The Sample Show. Stick around. Jacob Surgeon up next. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Yes, welcome back. Just on that as well, Host Plus is an industry super fun for all Australians. It's run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. Looking forward uh, to the later game in particular. So this is a spot in the grand final. Then we're talking about the Roosters taking on the Crows. Winner goes in, waits for the next person to join them in the grand final in a couple of weeks' time. Roosters are very much in the box seat. They've been the best team all year. They're coached very well, and their coach joins us this afternoon. It's Jacob Sergeant. G'day, Serge. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I feel like I'm doing heaps of stuff at the end of the moment. Well, I think we might have to get you on the payroll, Serge. I noticed you were on uh, with uh, Kimbo and the Roach earlier on in the week. Uh, now we've got you here on the SANFL show. But this is the main event, of course, as you know. Uh, uh, this is the show that's named after, well, potentially uh, the Premiers. Who knows? You're the Premiership favourites at the moment, Serge. Um, oh, there's a little bit of speculation there, mate. Uh, there's obviously plenty of footy to go. We've, just, uh, we've got a few challenges this weekend. Obviously, the Crows are irresistible. Uh, gets Nord on um, on Sunday. I thought they played three phases of the game really well. Um, so we're going to have to be at our best to win. Yeah, they've um, certainly surprised a few in terms of 
what would happen once uh, a number of their AFL-listed players came off the list. They were out, outstanding against Nord last week. Obviously, you would have taken in the game. What in particular impressed you, um, what part of the ground, I guess, impressed you the most from what the Crows rolled out? Well, I think they're really powerful in their forward line with the talent they got down there. Obviously, you know, they've got a 34-year-old kicking five goals, which uh, which helps them a fair bit. And he's got great experience in Matty Wright, who's a, who's a North Adelaide junior. So hopefully we can tell his a little bit of his, his influence on the game. But I thought their back line was really strong. Uh, Billy Frampton and, and Worrell, uh, David, uh, and even Scholl running off the half-back line, just really controlled the game. Um, and then I thought uh, young Taylor, Strawn and, uh, and Turner around their midfield group uh, really got it done in there against a really quality um, outfit in, in, in the Lord's midfield crew. So um, as all footy games, uh, you know, they're won and lost around that midfield area. So we've got to make sure that we bring our A game. But uh, we think we've got the guys to match it in there with them, with Campbell Coombs, Andrew Moore, Aaron Young, Harrison Wig, and Harry Elbrose, um, and potentially one, one or two others that can slide in there at times. Um, we're definitely going to need that on the weekend. Absolutely, mate. And you mentioned Matty Wright there. He's uh, done a little bit of damage against his old club twice this year. I think he kicked a bag of four and uh, I think he kicked three as well when you went off to Wyala earlier in the year. So uh, they've got you twice so far this year and Matty Wright's been at the uh, the pointy end of both both wins. Yeah, they have. Um, but like, uh, like the weekend, um, sort of stated, Nord, uh, Nord beat the Crows twice this weekend as well and then, and then, and then rolled then. So... Uh, finals is a different game. Our guys know that. We've got a couple of um, experienced guys who have been around the block in finals and played, uh, played a fair few games. So um, we know one comes to finals football is a different football game. So uh, we're going to make sure that we're, we're going to have a real crack at it and give ourselves the best opportunity to win the game. Absolutely, mate. And real, realistically, those two games from the minor round, they count for naught now. Well, this is the pointy end of the season. And in particular, that round two clash. I mean... Looking at the goal kickers there, you had Matty Wright kicking four. Bill Thorpe, McAdam, Berry and Fogarty, you're not going to have to worry about any of them. Uh, they're not going around, so completely yeah. different lineup. Yeah, it has been. The two teams that we played this year, obviously, uh, the Crows uh, first round, uh, when we played them in round two, I think they had 20 listed blokes, uh, plus Matthew Wright, and their, and their top-up player was Jay Boyle, who's had a fantastic season for us. So um, a lot different. I think the majority of that group, um, I think a 10 or 11 or 12 players, towards back in the year, we're all playing ACL football. So, um, and then when we played him in Wales, they had Matt Crouch and a few other guys. I think Galant missed. Um, he's obviously a really young, exciting forward. I think he kicked four in a showdown when they won it with um, the Dawson kick after the siren this year. So um, he's a good young player. Um, so, yeah, uh, Matty Crouch obviously had a really big influence in rounds uh, whenever we played him in Wales. I think it was 14 or 15. Um, so having him not there is definitely, <laughs> definitely a bonus. But... Uh, young Taylor's uh, the one who I really, I really rate very highly. He's got some really good meat speed out of stoppage. Um, his body work um, around stoppage is very good. His, his craft in, in and amongst there is great. So um, we've uh, watched a bit of uh, his vision and the way he goes about his football and, and obviously turn it as a class outfit and he really gets it done in and around there. He's coming to get 16 or 17 tackles on the weekend. So... Um, we've got to make sure we try and put those two guys away. I'm glad you mentioned young Taylor. He's been impressive. He's done a lot of work with Rory Sloan, and it shows. He plays a lot like him. Uh, it's probably a good indicator of uh, where his career is headed. But uh, more importantly, in the now, uh, if he plays a lot like Rory Sloan, he's going to be a handful. Oh, 100%. I remember after the Wyala game, I said I rang Matty Nick on the Monday or Tuesday just to sort of have a chat, as we always do in debrief games, whatever we play against the Crows. And... I said to Nick, I said, mate, the quicker you get this kid into your team, the better. I reckon he's going to be a, a phenomenal player. I think the Crows are pretty pumped. I think they got him in the mid-40s in the draft last year. Um, I think he was rated one of the best kids in the country in regards to 
um, just his talent and his ability to play the game. And um, he's got some real weapons. So uh, I think the Crows fans, um, AFL fans, should be really excited what he's going to bring um, in the near future to the AFL team. Yep. Well, the uh, the Rooster fans are pretty excited about what you've brought to the competition this year. And uh, before we get to the, the break, the week that you've just had and, and what's to come this weekend from your side of things, uh, I want to ask you about Will Coombe. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Riley Knight and uh, a couple of other guys running around for Nord that are a chance to win the McGarry medal. I reckon Will Coombe's a smoky. He's a proven vote winner. Uh, do you think he's had a McGarry medal-esque season? Whoa. Geez, I, I think his brother might have something to say about that. Campbell, <laughs> Campbell um, sorry, yes. As well. so, um, so, yeah, Will Coombe's been outstanding. His consistency throughout the whole year, um, he's really grown his game out on the wing. He's a great, he gives us great balance around stoppage. And one thing I like about Will is he's a real team aspect type player. And um, as he's an elite ball user and an elite decision maker, like, he's, uh, he's one of the guys that you just go, you know, well, you can put him in an AFL team and he do exactly the same thing. That's just how highly we rate him at the club. Um, he's an outstanding character, and he, he's had a fantastic year. So I'm really pleased that um, he's grown as a footballer, and uh, he's a real asset to our football club. Absolutely is. Campbell, Will, and uh, obviously Aaron Young, they're going to take votes off each other. McGarry Metal Knight, I know you're not anywhere near focused on that right now, but goal-kicking midfielders and silky smooth mids don't grow on trees. No, they don't. No, Young is at a, a, a outstanding year. Like, I think he's number one. He's in the top three for disposals and, and, and clearances. Um, and, yeah, he, go, he can go forward and kick goals. So um, he gives us lots of flexibility. He can go inside and win the ball when we need him to, or he can go forward and, and hopefully uh, kick, kick a score at the right time to put us either in front or, or extend the lead. So um, he's had a fantastic year. And like, like Will, he's just another guy who's got outstanding character, and that's one thing that we obviously really value highly at North Adelaide um, over anything this just the character of the person or the actual the ability to play football so we all we know the majority of the guys who come back and play in the AFL are good footballers so we make sure that we really value um, you know the character of the person first. The thing I like about the Coombe boys is uh, as well as uh, being North Adelaide lads now though but they're Roosters for life uh, they grew up playing for Crystal Brook the Roosters down there and uh, now off running around in the SNFL for the Roosters. Oh, it's an outstanding story, those two boys, and, and um, um, Sam McInerney, who lives in Jamestown. So they travel down twice a week. Um, Jamestown's about three hours away. Crystal Brook's two and a half. So um, Macko will travel to the Coombe boys' house and pick them up on the way through. And, and the three guys will drive down together twice a week to train. Tonight they'll come down, and then on a uh, on a Friday night when we do our captain's run. So uh, from our point of view, like, you know, they don't know anything to the footy club. We actually owe a lot to them. Um, they're just outstanding people who were. They just love being around the footy club, love playing for North Adelaide, um, and we're really privileged to have um, such remarkable people like they are to be involved in our footy club. So we're forever grateful for what they, you know, their commitment to not just us but the SNFL. Like, it just shows um, how strong the competition is. That you know, the best country league guys who live, um, you know, two and a half, three hours away want to come and play in the SNFL and be involved. So we're very privileged. It is in a unique situation because we, we've talked a lot. In the SANFL, it's been a concern uh, for Sandville for a while about players leaving the Sandville to go to the country. Well, you've got a situation. We've got guys from the country coming to play for you at uh, SANFL level. And um, I think there's a few clubs out there that would like to know the secret. Yeah, I, I guess it's all about relationships and just building those really strong relationships. Well, that's the foundation of the way I coach. Um, you're just being really open and honest with the players that I have. Um, 
And so when you, when you sort of breed a winning culture and guys want to come play for your football club, um, you know, we've been really successful since Josh Carr era in 2018 sort of onwards. So um, we've been really fortunate that guys, you know, and people want to come be involved at North Adelaide and, and play for our footy club. So um, we're in a great position on field and we're, you know, even stronger off field. So um, it's been... Um, it's been a fantastic little journey, not just for me and being involved at North Adelaide, but for the whole football club. So I'm very thankful that um, I get the opportunity to coach and for another three years. Um, so hopefully we can just keep this uh, this really good form and, and consistency up over my, um, my tenure as coach. We're chatting with Jacob Surgeon today here on the Sample Show, coach of the North Adelaide Roosters, top of the ladder, uh, minor premiers, hoping to be overall premiers in the Sample this year and uh, winning on Sunday will go a long way to uh, making that happen and we'll put you in the grand final. What did you do with the week off, Serge? Uh, to be honest, we uh, we, we, we trained uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We obviously had our reserves playing in. Um, our reserves were playing in on Saturday. So we, we, we kept the, day, the week as normal as possible. Um, the league squad or the league team from the previous week, we had a pretty solid hit out on um on Friday night, but um, it's saying that there wasn't a lot of bash and crash. It was all about trying to freshen up the guys and get them ready for this weekend. So, um, you know, there's lots of lessons learned out of our grand final um, in 2020 against Woodville. Um, yeah, the week before that, when we had the weekend off, like we went hammer and tong, and um, I've gone down the other path this year where we really want to freshen the guys up. You know, they've got they they do a great workload uh, within within the year. So. I, I sort of um, changed my mindset a little bit in regards to um, lessons best with them. It's a bit like a pizza. So, you know, the less you put on the pizza, the better it tastes. So we've sort of done the same thing with, uh, with, with, the, with the players this year. So and they've really responded. They're really fresh. They're eager. They're ready to go. And um, uh, hopefully we can get a big uh, North Adelaide uh, contingent out to the Oval on um on Sunday and really support the boys. It's going to be a fantastic contest. It will be a cracking game. North Adelaide taking on the Adelaide Crows at Adelaide Oval this Sunday, winner into the grand final. And uh, Jacob Surgeon wishing you and the North Adelaide Footy Club all the best for the big game this weekend. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on the show. Coming up next on The Sample Show, one of the great voices, SEN's own Paul Bonser. He was in the box last weekend and he will be again on Sunday. Look forward to chatting with Bonds next. On SENSA, welcome to The Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Oh, yes. Welcome back to the Sandful Show. Andrew Hayes, Jason Regan in with you. Love this time of the year. Sandful uh, finals are upon us. The weather gets a little bit warmer. It's just a good time to be alive and good riddance to winter. Absolutely. Uh, we need the warmer weather, but... Uh... Tell you what, our next guest, it was pretty warm in the commentary box for SEN last week. Bonds was uh, front and centre and he will be again this week for SEN. And I'm sure he enjoyed the action. Uh, Paul Bonds, how are you, mate? Good, Regs. Hazy, how are you going? Going very well, thanks, mate. Uh, let's go through the couple of games that we saw on the weekend, of course, the elimination final and also the qualifying final. We'll start with the elimination final. The Tigers got the job done against Sturt. Did that result surprise you a little bit, given the main momentum the Double Blues took in? Yeah, a little bit. I thought uh, the Double Blues were a good chance, especially knocking off North the week before. They played some really good footy, but fair to say they were just off the boil a little bit, and that might have been because of Glenelg's defensive pressure. Down back, uh, they were fantastic. Martini, Proud, Toby Pink, 
all played really solid games. Uh, the skipper stood up, Max Proud. So um, maybe they didn't get the freedom that they did the week before against North Adelaide. I get the impression with the Bays that it's almost been a treading of water uh, in the second half of the season. They, I know they've been a little bit off the boil through through most of the year. This time last year we were talking about them as unbackable premiership favourites. But now that we've got to September again and they're in the mix, uh, I think we might see the best of the Bays. Um, They've got some unfinished business this time of year, don't they? They certainly do. Uh, they would have been disappointed with such having such a uh, fantastic year last year and then falling over in the finals to the Eagles. It would have been very disappointing for them. But uh, look, they they were they were probably almost near their back to their best last week. The big change for them was probably throwing Liam McBean into the ruck, mm. and he did a fantastic job. I guess the, the game before against Norwood, he went into the ruck in the second quarter and, and pretty much helped them back into the game. And he was he was good all day again, McBean, but uh, they just looked a little bit more up for the fight on on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, did well and got the points. The skipper of SNSA's commentary team for Sample is Paul Bonzer. He joins us this afternoon. Bonzer, um, what about Luke Partington? We're sweating on the fitness of him. How much of a difference does he make for Glenelg in this foreign series, do you think? Well, he, he probably hasn't had the year that he would want either, but uh, he's certainly a class act. So anytime you add a player of Luke Part- Partington's quality into the lineup, it's going to help the Tigers. So hopefully for the Tiger fans, uh, he can have, you know, he can have the number 10 running around in the middle for them. Now, um, obviously the double blues are licking their wounds and wrapping up the season for them, but it's hard to make uh, head nor tail of what their season has been. They've sort of been locked in that battle for fifth. Didn't quite uh, get it done finals time when it mattered. They uh, saluted against the uh, top side, North Adelaide, to secure their final spot. But what do you make of uh, the year that Marty Matner's boys have had? Have they gone a step forward or have they just sort of uh, fared to middling? Oh, look, probably, probably a bit unlucky coming down the stretch. They played some good footy. Um, Tom Lewis only played a couple of games, missed most of the season. Um, Patrick Wilson missed the second half of the season with that shoulder injury or most of the end of the season. So they didn't have a lot of luck. They lost Joel Tealy as well late in, late in the season. So they had some big injuries to their midfield, which didn't help them. But uh, I should mention Tom Lewis's game on the weekend. 24 disposals, uh, 14 tackles, 13 clearances and a goal. Um, he was pretty good for the double blues. Absolutely. I'm bullish about the future for the Double Blues Bonds. You mentioned those blokes, Tommy Lewis and uh, Paddy Wilson. They'll be back and they'll be better next year. Yep. Um, for whatever reason as well, Casey Voss, it doesn't seem like he's on an AFL radar, which is just ridiculous, but good for the Double Blues and good for the sample. So it doesn't seem like they're going to lose too many cattle. It's a great football club um, that's going to recruit really well. You know, People want to uh, go to that sort of area. So... Uh, I reckon 2023 looks really good. We'll move on to the next game. The Crows and the Red Legs. I've got to be honest with you, mate. I tipped the Red Legs. The Crows were unbelievable. Uh, yes, they were. I was the same. I thought the Red Legs would uh, get over the top of the Crows, but they they played their best game. I've seen them play this year. They were outstanding. What about Matty Wright turning the clock back five goals up forward? Um, he was He was fantastic. And uh, probably the highlight of the day was... A couple of long bombs from Luke Pedler. He kicked one from 65 metres to the Riverbank stand end and then followed it up with one from probably about 70 to the, sco- 
to the uh, cathedral end. He was he was very exciting. He didn't have many touches, but but three outstanding goals from Luke Pedler. But they they it all started in the middle with Karen Strawn. He just dominated the ruck contest and and yeah, very good the Crows. They were surprisingly so. Uh, we were a lot of the, all of the talk was. Uh, be a few AFL listed players that wouldn't be available, and then the top ups would come into the equation, and the red legs would run over the top of them. But as it turned out, um, they were as committed as we've seen a group, and uh, obviously enjoy playing with each other. Uh, you, you mentioned the highlights from Pedler, his long bombs, probably the other highlight of the game for the Crows on, on top of uh, Matty Wright's five goals up forward was the Billy Frampton bird. That was one of the better things I've seen in uh, footy for a while. He was having some good banter with the Nord fans over the fence and uh, giving back as good as he got, I think. So, uh, no, he, and he played he played some good footy as well. And it was probably Brett Turner's best game for the Crows. Uh, he he was he was pretty good in the middle as well. He had 26 disposals and eight clearances and 16 tackles. So he had a great game, Brett Turner. Clearly his best game uh, for the Crows since crossing over from the Bays mid-season. Yeah, look, I hope that Brett Turner does well and lights it up this final series and gets himself another little deal because I'm a big fan of his work and hopefully um, he's got a future at the AFL level. In terms of the Red Legs bonds, um, I mean, what can you say? They'd be disappointed, but a few players in particular. I mean, Rokar got through, he was sore, and Matty Nunn will be better for the run. Well, we were hearing all week that Rokar definitely wouldn't play. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, he's going to play. So, oh, hang on, no, he isn't. Oh, yes, he is. And he ended up playing. So, uh, and yes, 32 disposals for Nick Rokar. He's been their best player all year. I'll be surprised if he doesn't win their best and fairest. He'll be high up in the McGarry too, I think. But, uh, yeah, look, they 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 were just just run over the top of by this Adelaide lineup that just had a day out and they couldn't do much about it. They couldn't stop them. And and they will be under a little bit of pressure out in straight sets last year, and they got a take on the bays on Sunday that had just uh, sort of got their mojo back. Well, the bays are playing with house money pretty much from this point on. But I mentioned off the top, it feels like there's some unfinished business down there at the bay. Um, and I tell you what, uh, I, I I'm not sure. I've got no idea who's going to win this game of footy because if they both play at their best. They can both win the flag. Don't worry about winning this game. So it's all going to turn, uh, it's all going to, uh, I guess, come down to who wins the ball out of the middle more consistently. Because uh, if you've got uh, McBean uh, now going into the ruck, it's going to take a little bit away from the Bay's forward line. But if they get control of the footy, it's very hard to get it back off them. And you feel like it's a very open race, Bond? Uh, yeah, I do. Especially that, yeah, look. I, I still think Norwood, uh, sorry, North Adelaide are still flag favourites. But uh, Norwood and Glenelg, I, I think if Norwood bring their tackling pressure, which is basically their, their one would, if they can bring that tackling pressure against Glenelg, uh, that should uh, be enough to, to get them over the line. But um, look, it's going to be a, a fantastic contest. I can't I can't pick a winner at this stage. I want to see the teams. But uh, look, it, it's going to be a close one. The the first semi-final. Second semi-final, if Adelaide bring what they did this week, uh, look out North Adelaide because <laughs> they'll, be, uh, they'll be under pressure. But North on the open spaces of Adelaide Oval, their speed, I, again, I, I think they go in favourites. Yeah, that midfield brigade that they've got at their disposal, North, should probably be too powerful for what the Crows will be able to put out there. But 
That said, uh, they've got to kick goals. And, and if there's been a weakness at times for North Adelaide, particularly against the Crows a couple of times this year, it has been their inability to score. So And to, to put that midfield, I guess, domination on the scoreboard. So we will see. But I think they'll get their lion's share of the footy. Yeah, they certainly will. Um, yeah, it'll start in the middle with Young and Wig and uh, obviously Campbell Coombe, the big three. And then you, you know, their outside speed, Frankie Zeckley's one I can't wait to watch on on Sunday with uh, the open spaces of Adelaide Oval streaking down that wing. I think he'll play a big part in their result as well. And and they do have some power up forward, young Tyson Brazzle, only a few games into his sample career, but he's exciting. Uh, Dyson Hilda playing up forward. Akina Ramsey has had some days where he's kicked sort of bags of goals, fives and sixes this year. So uh, they've got some scoring potential, the Roosters, and, and their back line's solid as a rock with Alex Spina down there controlling things. So, look, I, yeah, well, I think I think they start as favourites against the Crows, but if, as I said, if the Crows play the same brand of footy they played this weekend, it's going to be a great contest. Oh, Bonds, love your work in all things sport, but in particular your coverage on SNSA of the Sanf. We're doing a sensational job, mate. We'll catch up with you again really soon and enjoy the finals. Have a good call. Thanks, boys. Paul Bonza joining us this afternoon. One of the great commentators. Um, He's a ripper. for finals as well. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I tip Sturt and I tip the Crow and I tip Nord as well. So I'm none from two in this final series, which is great. It means it's very open. Uh, well, that's what we expected. Uh, and who wouldn't? Uh, of, of course, unless Hazy's on Channel 7, uh, then you can listen to the commentary. But uh, <laughs> you can just watch the TV and maybe just uh, the SCN app. You mix it up. Listen to Bonds. Yeah, yeah, mix it up a little bit. Why definitely. not? Definitely flick it on Bonds. He's the absolute guru. He's the best. All uh, right, stick around. This is the Sample Show. And of course, we are doing it for Host Plus. Uh, super fun for all South Australians. Stick around. More next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Welcome back to the Sandful Show. Great to have your company this evening. My name's Andrew Hayes. Jason Regan is in as well. We are stuck into the finals um, and it's good to see. Not a good result for Nord on the weekend, but uh, the beauty of the double chances, they're still very much in the competition. Um... So it's good to speak to this man. We love catching up with him, albeit it's better after a win. But nonetheless, Matty Nunn, uh, good, good evening to you, mate. Hey, there. How you going? Thanks for having me on again, mate. Yeah, mate. It's good to speak to you. Unfortunately, mate, not the win, but uh, more importantly probably as well, mate, is that you're back playing football. How did you recover? Yeah, obviously not the not the result we were looking for, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it was good, good to get through a game, I guess. Obviously being out for eight weeks and, it's always tough and, and you're a bit nervous, as you know, playing footy in your career, like when you come back from injury, you're a bit, bit nervous if you're going to get through. But, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was nice to get through unscathed, but pretty pretty disappointed with the result in the end, obviously. Where did it go wrong, mate? Where did they get on top of you? Because uh, you had your fair share of it in the midfield, but it just seemed around the ground, particularly on the outside, that uh, they got hold of you, which really surprised me. You've been really good in that area all season long, but they seemed to, uh, to get away from you in plenty of space. Uh, yeah, I think just just in a nutshell, our, our, con- on, sorry, our contested footy. Like we we pride ourselves on on being you know, number one tackling team and contested ball team, and we just went away from our guns. And and generally, what happens is when we don't play the way that we want, you know, teams get away from us. And you know, we got measures in place that we know that when we're going, um, you know, we're we're pretty hard to stop and we're pretty hard to score against. So 
the good thing is all the all the sort of measures that we know we can hit was was the reason why the result was what it is. So um, yeah, we just we just lacked in those areas, and I think pretty easy for us to turn it around because as, as you know, we we had a pretty good year in that area. So um, we know exactly what went wrong and and reviewed it pretty hard, and now we know how to yeah, get it get it turned around pretty quick. Mate, can you give us an insight a little bit into that review and how harsh was it? And what's the mix between I suppose, getting rid of something like this and moving on quickly in a final series versus really, really going hard on the key areas you need to address? Yeah, probably, probably can't dive too much into it, give it too much away, <laughs> but no, nah, it was, um, it's like any review, Hazy. I mean, we, we just looked at all the stuff that we know that we can resurrect and um, all the little team things that, you know, is, is, is necessary to win a final. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything out the ordinary, just always what we do is review and, try and get better at every point. So um, we did it properly and we did it correctly and um, the boys are much better off from it. So, you know, the footy, footy gods, you look after yourself if you do the right thing. So we move on pretty quick. Uh, we get better from it and, um, yeah, turn around this week. Big Hazard Boyd's had uh, a cracking season but lowered his colours to Strawny on the weekend. And Has anyone gone near him this week? Because I imagine he'd be getting around the track like a bear with a sore head just treating everyone in sundry like a tackling bag. He'll be ready to go this week. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a tough gig against Shawnee. You know he's he's a he's a big boy and he's an AFL ruckman. You know he's a, he's a star and um, obviously had the had the reach and the jump over Harry. You know and it's as much as you know he did get beaten. Um, Shawnee is a fantastic player, so credit where credit's due. He was a pretty pretty dominant all day in the midfield with the tap work and then around the ground as well. So you know it's. Tough for has, but yeah, he'll respond pretty pretty well. As we know, he's a, he's a star of the competition, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got a bit of fire in his belly this Sunday. Yeah, mate, I wouldn't be surprised if you've got a McGarry medalist in a couple of weeks' time, and that's Nick Rokar. I feel like he's probably gone under the radar a little bit in terms of the attention that he's got for that space, but how is he feeling? Because uh, the talk all through the week was that he probably wasn't going to play. He gets himself up, and not only does he play sore, but just collects a, a lazy 30-plus. Yeah, Roach is a—he's an absolute beast. The way he trains, the way he plays. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's up there in next week for the votes as well. But I guess that's the last thing on everyone's mind at the moment. We've just got food to concentrate on, and I was—I was just super impressed with the way he went about it. Because obviously he had an injury cloud over his head, and there's nothing worse going into a game of footy with an injury cloud over your head. And and to perform the way he did was was pretty inspiring, and, and shows great leadership. So I was really proud of Roach. All right, the Bays. Let's have a look at them. Uh, we'll, we'll turn our attention to what's to come rather than what has been. What uh, have you learned about them this season so far? Uh, take us through what the plan will be and how you're going to go about knocking them off. Yeah, we, we match up well with the Bays. I think both contested teams. But, um, you know, we we've, last time we versed them at Nord, I think we, we really cracked them open. Obviously, the score probably didn't match it, but the weather was, was pretty horrendous. But, yeah, we, we know what it takes to beat them. Um, and... Yeah, it's going to be a good game. It definitely will. Always is against the Bays, but um, yeah, as long as we get those little measures right, we'll definitely get the chocolates on this Sunday. So, Matty, I know what it's like. Uh, there's no way that you can compensate for playing a game of football with all the training that you do outside. But any particular moment in the game where I suppose you were breathing a little bit heavier than you normally would? Oh yeah, I mean, any any game you come back after eight weeks on the pine, especially on a big deck like Adelaide Oval when the sun was out. I was there's sometimes I was I was a bit more fatigued than you know normal, but I mean that's that's understood. I, I got some good training under my belt and 
you know, I wasn't, I didn't put my hand up unless I was 100% ready to go. So, um, yeah, obviously coming off an injury is not very good for the, I guess, match fitness. But, yeah, it comes back pretty quick, luckily. But it seems like as well, people would say, look, it was a gorgeous day, 22, felt like sort of 23, 24, sunny day. But, I mean, what was the difference between coming out of a, a chilly winter playing in conditions like that? Did it zap you? Oh, just, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, it might have, sometimes you just breathe a little bit heavier and, you know, it's a bit of weather. But I, I thought it was perfect, bloody perfect day for footy. So, um, but, you know, it could be a rude shock, if, you know, playing and pissing down rain for the last two months, been the wettest winter ever. And then, you know, coming out and that. But no, there's no, there's no excuse or no, no difference on the weather for how we play. It's just, yeah, just got to deal with the conditions and go from there. Uh, Matty, this weekend, the Bays, I, I reckon um, the territory battle is going to be all important. So it's all a case of who gets it out of the middle first, yes. But then once you get it forward, the Crows walked it out last week. Uh, I know your forwards will be grumpy about that. Uh, you've got uh, plenty of guys down there who pride themselves on keeping the ball in the area. You'll have to do that against Glenelg because if they can get some clean ball use going from half back, they will rip you apart. Uh, have you spoken about that through the week? And uh, who's going to do the job up forward for you? Oh, I think another another one of our measures, you know, to, to create forward stoppages and that's how we get our game going. So, yeah, I think it wasn't just on the forwards. It was everyone, in, in a sense, you know, pressing up and, and not allowing them out. So, yeah, it's something we've touched on this week and, and we know that when we're going, that, that's a big measure for us. So all forwards and, and mids will, will have a big play in that this weekend. Matty, love that you've got a second chance. You guys have been so good this year. You're so well coached as well. So the future's bright for the Red Legs. Good luck this weekend. Hopefully we chat to you again before the season finishes. Beauty. Thanks, Jan. Thanks for having me. Matty Nunn, what an absolute star he is for the Red Legs. Uh, just good to see him playing footy again. It's yeah, been, that's the most important thing. A long eight weeks. Um, he leads the football club really, really well. Jeez. Um, I mean, the Red Legs, if it's not this year, then... They're going to go through, it feels like a bit of a solid purple patch where they're going to be um, pretty successful for the next few years, particularly under his leadership. They're a young group. There's a lot of returning AFL players, you know, the likes of Jarvis and Kennelly and whatnot who've come back to the club now after having a crack at the big time. But look, there's this, I mean, uh, the exception of panels and guys like that who've got some experience at the level and have played in grand finals before. Um, yeah, they, they, need, they need to get some finals experience. A lot of these guys haven't played finals at this level before so yeah I mean yes they did fail last year and yes they ran into a very good Adelaide Crows unit last week but it's all little steps along the way and I'm with you I think they're in for a prolonged period of success at this level with the the group that they've got well I, I don't know which way I was going to go but I've been tipping for the last six weeks a Norwood a North Adelaide grand final so need your tips here Jace so first game this is Red Legs taking on the Tigers and the Tigers look they were just good on the weekend. That was the sort of football that they were playing before the mid-season break when they were 9-2. and two. So I'm still not sure which way I'd go in here. If I had money on it, I just wouldn't bet on it because I'd want to save my money. I wouldn't be sure which way you're going to go. Well, I'm going to do a Miles Fitzner here and just go with the gut uh, on this one. And I've said it for the last fortnight now, and I was with you all the way through until probably the week before the finals, but there's something about Glenelg. I just think uh, unfinished business... They're well coached as well. I mean, Brent Hand, the best in the business. I think they'll win. I think Glenelg will get the job done. Okay. Well, I'm going to say the Red Legs just to go the other way. Yep. Uh, just quickly as well, Roosters for the Crows. Who have you got? Ooh, yeah, I think the Crows have beaten them twice. And from what I saw last week, if they play like that, 
I don't see anyone beating them, so I'm going to go with the Crows. Right, I'm going to go with the Roosters, purely just to go the opposite direction. I like it. <laughs> yeah, One of Roosters... us is going to be happy, or <laughs> neither of us are going to be happy, or we'll both be half happy. Yeah, North have had a week off, though, as well. They'll be very, very uh, prime and ready to go. Um, all right, that was the sample show. Good luck this weekend if your team's playing, and we'll chat to you this time next week. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.